0: Drop
1: bear,
0: gaming. Drop, bear gaming. Drop, bear gaming. Drop bear Gaming
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop bear Gaming Podcast. Yay! Yay. Uh, this is episode 126 uh, and as promised in the last episode we were going to punch one out real quick so here we are to do that. Um, wanting to talk about a game that's just been released. But before we do that, uh, we're going to have a quick chat because Matt and I just recently finished A Way Out.
0: Yes, we reviewed A Way Out back, uh, what, three or four episodes ago?
1: Yeah, when we first Um, grabbed it.
0: Yeah, we got, for that review before we did that episode, we got to probably the second last chapter. So we decided to finally get together today and do the last chapter to our fucking great disappointment, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, it was a bit of a shame.
0: It had a pretty good twist, I suppose. Yeah, it didn't it did. really make any sense because it was like purely for fucking shock value. But um, yeah, man, the ending cutscenes, scenes, multiple of them, went on for way too long.
1: Oh, it actually kind of got boring which is a real shame yeah. because there was parts of the game that I really enjoyed and then all of a sudden the the last quarter of the game that we finished um it just kind of had no meat to it there was a few little issues with it as well like uh you know there was a one bit where we got into a lift and you were standing in the doorway and I actually was standing behind you in the lift and you turned Yeah, and I was and like, looked out. So hurry went, up and get in here. Yeah, get in here. And it was like, what the hell? Um, Already in here. And then <laughs> it was another very random bit that both of us uh, had a very good chuckle at where he'd, um, he'd said about probably a minute or two before, he'd said, hey, help me with this door and then all of a sudden he just <laughs> randomly said it again like we we're running down a path and he's like hey help me with this door and it's like what the fuck is going on here
0: <laughs> yeah what what door mate you yeah. fucking need to ease up on the magic mushrooms
1: that's it <laughs> it was pretty funny to watch
0: so yeah the story i thought it was overall pretty good but yeah towards the ending that that's like pure shock value shit and it doesn't it didn't really make sense that it was like basically one big plot hole really
1: yeah I So whatever they could have actually finished it at a much earlier point
0: yeah and but I, to be fair i had fun with it i thought it was a pretty decent game there was some really cool set pieces and shit um but i wouldn't play it again because i don't think it would stack up for
1: replayability yeah i agree yeah, just to to have to go through to find you know maybe an alternative ending or something like that. Well, um, the only
0: alternative ending is like that last choice where we were tapping square, not to give any spoilers away. Yeah. But either you get there or I get there, and like that to defines the endings.
1: Well, that's kind of bad. I'm sure you can yeah. Google that and look it up on uh, YouTube now.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought there were some pretty
1: cool moments in it. Yeah, I actually so, I, I agree. I mean, there were some good, you know, kind of two player parts that were well. And it worked out. very
0: well too. It worked yeah. really smoothly, which yeah. I thought was um, I mean, couch co-op worked perfectly, but then online co-op, you know, where we were at different houses, worked just as well as couch co-op.
1: Yeah, um, agree.
0: Which I thought was pretty impressive.
1: And I thought it was good that you could actually see, like the way the screen. Change to different views and things like that. You could actually kind of yeah do your that own sort of stuff, comic book still what, Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of
0: cool. Yeah,
1: but anyway, but anyway we yeah. finished it. Um, what do you give it
0: overall? Oh, I can't remember what we scored it. I think we said like four.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say four now, based on that ending. Um, I think like three feels, and a half, or th- yeah, three and a half max.
0: Pretty harsh, but it's only like a five-hour game, and then that fucking ending. It was was about like an hour. half an hour <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, an hour with all the previous missions leading up to it that were fucking bullshit. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway. So that's so, yeah. that.
1: Three and a half. Thanks for coming. It was good. Good yeah. cool yeah. experience to play it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another game that I've just got today actually is called Moonlighter. Oh yeah. I backed it on Kickstarter like two years ago, and it's finally out on the twenty ninth, which is uh, Tuesday and they've just sent through the codes for the backers cool. and basically it's a it's like an old school pixelated rpg like in the style of um like the old school final fantasies and stuff like that like the 2d rpgs basically like a classic rpg but you are a shopkeeper and you go to to this dungeon which is uh like a roguelike type dungeon it changes every time you go into it it's different Wow, okay. Um, there's five different dungeons, and you've got to go through them to unlock the keys to unlock the rest of them and solve the mystery of the fifth door of the dungeon or whatever.
1: Dun, dun,
0: um, dun. But at the same time, everything that you pick up while you're dungeon crawling, you've got to go back to your shop and sell for money. Oh, wow. And so it has this whole store management system on top of the RPG. So you've got to like sell stuff and work out what value is the right amount to sell it for, and then you've got to um, keep an eye on supply and demand. Like if the demand is low for something, then you know maybe use your shelf space in your shop for something that's in demand. Yeah, that's cool. And you get like people that come in to try and rob your store and you have to tackle them before they get out the door and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really interesting game. I definitely would suggest picking it up. I don't know how much it is, probably 20 bucks, 30 bucks, but it's on every system. Wow, um, nice. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on Steam as well. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I backed it because I thought it looked cool, and I've been playing it today, and I've been having a bit of fun with it. It's pretty simple, um, but fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Check oh, that nice. shit out, yo.
1: Well, hopefully we hear a bit more about the game as you play it.
0: Yeah. Well... Maybe on next week's episode. Sounds good. (laughs) But for now, let's get into the fucking meat of this podcast, which is Detroit Become Human. Came out on the 25th, which is Friday. Yep. Um, It's now Sunday. We obviously got a copy prior to the launch, and we both had a chance to finish it. The game's probably um, about 10 to 15 hours, I'd say, for a playthrough.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'd say that's probably right. Like It depends on how much you want to delve into things like i knowing that we wanted to record and we wanted to get this out i didn't spend a hell of a lot of time going through um you know reading a lot of the lore and all that kind of stuff which you can spend a bit of time doing
0: oh there's magazines you can find and they're actually really interesting they um so the game is by quantic dream who made heavy rain and beyond two souls and a bunch of other games that are really heavily story based yeah um if you listen to uh, episode 124, I think.
1: Yeah, it'll be about the, right, the one with Carl. We,
0: um, yeah, with Carl. We talked about the demo which we played that day. And um, so we're going to try and avoid spoilers on this review, but we're going to mention stuff that you'd be able to see in trailers and um, that demo if you tried it out. So the idea is that you're in uh, – it's 2038 – And Detroit, instead of making cars, they now make make androids as their major export. And these androids are helpful all around the house, and they do gardening and all kinds of shit around the the community. And yeah, yeah, pretty much everything work. Yeah, um, and like go to the shops for you to get milk when you need it, shit like that. But um, the general idea of this game is looking at it from a artificial intelligence point of view of when they get emotions and whether or not they have like the human characteristics enough to deserve rights, yeah, equal rights.
1: Which was a really um, good point. Yeah. They, yeah they, and they, they, they it handle
0: well. it very well. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about this game is the way that they handled that. And um like you were saying, you didn't read a lot of the side stuff, but there was some magazine, there's magazines that you can find. There's a collectible throughout the game. That's magazines and oh, yeah. each one of them has two articles. And they're always stuff about like... Um, so one of the sort of side stories of it is that uh, the Arctic Circle is a good source of this material that they use. that's like a key material for the androids called thorium or thyrium or something like that. Yeah. And um, this sort of story that's running throughout like on the news, on TVs, as you walk past them and stuff like that, is that Russia has claimed the Arctic Circle as their own and America's sort of strong-arming them to try and push them away. Um, they
1: want the resources?
0: Yeah, so some of the articles in the magazines go into that, talking about sort of the politics of it and all that kind of stuff, which is really interesting and um, very... It, there's some certain uh, parallels to our society today in terms of different countries, governments, and how they interact. Mm -hmm. But then there's also stuff like um, sports, like the major baseball league in America in this world allows one Android per team as a rule. Like you you can have an Android player.
1: Yeah, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, and it talks about the fairness of um, whether it's fair to allow someone in like that. Because if you had your star pitcher... As an android, they could throw the ball faster than your eye could see it, sort of thing. Mm, yeah, for the batsman or batters or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> but <laughs> it then is. it talks, yeah, and then it talks about um, you know, basketball and NFL, uh, if that was an issue. And then there's all kinds of other different topics relating to the, a world with androids in it, and it really, it's really thought provoking, and that's the probably the main his word, I guess. For me, for this game, is thought provoking.
1: Yeah, it is, and the way the game. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny because we do we call it a game, but it is a movie game, like some of the yeah, other interactive titles. story. Yeah,
0: interactive story. The same. It's it's very similar to Heavy Rain. It I is. Think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It actually reminds me of um, the story that's kind of playing out a bit in Westworld at the moment. If yeah, there's the some Overwatch definite World.
0: parallels with that as well.
1: Yeah. Um, and they've done a pretty good job of uh, you know, giving you enough choice throughout the game to kind of make your own mind up as well as you, you, know, you play through the characters.
0: Yeah, so there's three main characters. I think we probably mentioned this in the dem- when we were talking about the demo. Yeah. But um, the three main characters are Kara who's basically a housemaid, I guess, a nanny type, like an au pair or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, She does all the housework for this alcoholic slash crack addict dad who's abusive. Um, And there's this little girl there called Alice. And then there's Connor, who's the cop one from... um, From the demo. From the demo. And then Marcus, who's like a helper, like a caretaker, I guess, for this old painter. In this big fucking mansion, like sort of basically living the life, I guess. Like he he's a slave, but he's doing pretty well. And then um you know things happen, and he ends up becoming the leader of a android rebellion, I guess, mm. or like basically the androids who want equal rights. He becomes their leader.
1: Yeah, this um, spokesperson person. Yeah, I think
0: his story is probably the weakest out of all of them.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: It's more um it has more sort of heavy-handed binary choices in your options like be violent or be a pacifist whereas some of the other ones some of the choices you come across there's like four or five things you can choose and those lead to four or five other things and you know you f- really feel a weight with your decisions especially when there's a time limit because some of them have a time limit which is also in the demo uh some of the choices when he's sort of got that And deviant android with the hostage and you have to pick an answer yeah um and then you know the choice you make you don't really know what's going to happen and there's some things there were some choices that i made where i was like oh yeah this seems like a safe option and then you know someone poma died you know Mm. a side character died and i was like shit that didn't play out how i wanted but that kind of stuff really Makes you feel a connection to the characters, and you really feel like their lives are in your hands, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I mean, it's um, you know, there, there was a, enough heartstring kind of tugging moments throughout the game yep. where you do actually feel like, oh shit, the consequence. How could this choice play out?
0: Yeah, um, and again, that was mostly with Kara and Connor. Like, I didn't feel that as much with Marcus.
1: Yeah, like the only the thing with part, Marcus that I did find was more around the, the, the group of leaders of this uh, kind of android um, yeah. party, I guess you could call it. Um, you know, like the, re- the ones that it rebellion. Revolution. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has to kind of make choices that are given to him by the, the three other leaders. Um, and it affects how he is kind of seen by them. Um, yeah. A little bit later it actually, his choices kind of control the group, whether the group is happy or whether the group you know, behind yeah. him as the spokesperson is you know, kind of seeing him as the leader. So yeah, there I, is
0: a bit of depth with that as well.
1: I wonder how that would have played out as well because that would have you know, maybe gone to a different kind of uh, outcome if I hadn't have done all the things that I thought were the obvious choices yeah you know, in the way i like the person that i am mm. making those choices um i would have you know probably chosen those
0: yeah i still kind of felt like for the most part it was it boiled down to be violent or don't be violent yeah. with him though even like there was three characters in the group that were like this is what we should do and one was always like be peaceful and one was like always like we need to be violent because they're all assholes yeah and then there was this other guy who kind of I guess flip-flopped he did a bit yeah. but um yeah there was moments there where I thought that it didn't quite hit the level of user choice affecting the story that I expected I guess because you know in the lead-up to it it talked a pretty big game Mm. Um, but having said that you know, like I said, some of the choices were really heavy. And, um, you know, by the time I got to the end of the game, I had some pretty, I felt like I had a pretty strong connection with these characters. And when they were in danger, I felt I felt it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but
0: um, in terms of all those choices, there's the flow chart, which we mentioned when we were talking about the demo. When you finish a chapter, it brings up this flow chart that breaks down all of the sort of spider webbing different choices that you could have made Um, and it shows the ones that you made and then there's blank ones for the ones that you didn't make and some of them are really straightforward and you'll get like all of them in one playthrough on a chapter that's like real basic and then there's some that like there's entire chapters that you miss based on your choices and you know the flow chart has what looks to me like over a hundred different outcomes not mm-hmm. at final outcomes, but like over 100, 150 different choices throughout the level.
1: Yeah, it does um, get really in-depth.
0: And some of my I looked at and I was like, well, I made this choice. And then I see a branch at one point that I didn't think was a real big branching point. But from that point, there's this whole other possible ending to that chapter that you can see because you can follow the line. And I just was like a couple of times I was like, fucking hell, what what even happens there? You know what I mean? And there was several things like where we were talking about our different playthroughs because I played through it first and then you mm. played through. And I yeah. asked you to sort of tell me what choices you were making. And you had some like polar opposite experiences with that game mm. than I had.
1: Yeah, which was Which quite I thought was really impressive. Yeah. The, the last game that we you know both played and finished, obviously uh, God of War um very much on rails in regards to the storyline and you know how yeah. you progress through the storyline, whereas obviously being a very different type of game, but this one gave so many different opportunities to make a, a different path, which was awesome
0: yeah, and it. Definitely shows that, um, like I said, I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't more choices, but at the same time, like the stuff that they had was pretty fucking impressive.
1: Yeah, and I mean, how how big do you want it to be at the end of the day?
0: Yeah, you know, the, you know what they you saw that there was what two thousand pages or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I read an article that um, they said the script for the game was about two thousand pages, which is it's pretty ten impressive. times longer than uh, you know, a lot of even movies.
0: Yeah. I saw a thing. What was I looking at? It was, I was reading on Wikipedia about the newsroom, that show, Yeah, um, which is a pretty dialogue heavy show. It and is. they mentioned that they used to do, it was something about their recording schedule for filming. Um, and they would get through a shit ton of pages in a sh- really short amount of time. But each episode was something like 80 to a hundred pages. Wow. So for an hour long episode. So then you look at this and there's 2000, And it's not... I mean, there's a lot of dialogue, but there's a lot of fluffing around not talking to anyone as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, you know, the
0: game takes about 10 to 15 hours to beat, but you could easily, I reckon, spend 30 to 40 hours doing all the chapter replays, trying to get all the endings and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which would be kind of interesting to be able to see the different outcomes Mm. and how they do play out. Because, you know, one of the, the... things that surprised me, I suppose, was the opportunity to create friendships or to you know, make a choice and lose a friend on your story. Um, yeah, exactly. And where along the path that happens. Like very early on in Kara's storyline, um, I've actually read since, but you can pretty much choose to do absolutely nothing right from the very start of Kara's path yeah, and she'll get killed. And I thought to myself, "Holy shit! Like, how would that play out in the entire yeah. story?" You know, like
0: because that completely changes everything. I felt a little bit disappointed with Connor because he's the cop one, and he can actually die a number of times. There's a trophy in the game. Like, I'm not going to go into the trophies too much because they're very spoilery. But there's a trophy mm. for him for dying at every possible chance where you can die, wow. because every time he dies a new one comes back and it's just like, oh yeah, I'm the same model. I just downloaded his memory and that feels really cheap. Like I felt like that was really cheap because you know, the game's like, oh, choose casual or experience difficulty, experience difficulties for people who know how to play video games. And there's more chances to lose a character permanently. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I need to be really careful. And then I stuffed up and he got nailed by a truck and I thought, fuck like I've ruined the game, yeah, that's and then the next that. scene he's back, and the guy that the lieutenant that he's working with is like,
1: "What the fuck, yeah, man? You died, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then I feel like um, Marcus and Cara like if they die, are they gone forever?
1: Would make a very yeah very different kind of thing, and I, I think they would.
0: Although I don't know that there was many options when Marcus would die,
1: uh, not until very right at the end, I don't think.
0: But at the same time. Like, they talk up this sort of danger of them dying, but Marcus gets pretty fucked up at one point and he just, like, pulls pieces from other ones. Yeah. And rebuilds himself. Which makes me feel like, you know, no android is
1: really ever dead, is it? Well, that's right. Unless you destroy its brain like a zombie. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it has those kind of parts in it as well where you kind of think to yourself, um, you know, what's what is the point of all this? You know, like, I don't know. I, I had a few moments where I was kind of like, you know, you're interested in where the story is going to go, but there almost doesn't seem to be a point to some of the things that are in the game as well.
0: Yeah. Um, some of the chapters seem really weak.
1: Yeah. And, and some of them are very short with almost very small amount of options in it. And, and not just,
0: really progressing the story at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, after finishing it now, I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe that would have made more sense if something else happened later. Um, but there was one point where, um, and it's not a, a spoiler, this, this is actually in the demo. Um, when you're on the roof in the demo and there's a, a police officer on your left-hand side when you're talking to the um, deviant and... You can actually save the the officer that's on the ground. You can go over there and make sure he's okay or whatever it is. Do first aid on him. Yeah, do some basic first aid to keep him alive. Much, much later in the game, for almost no reason though, um, this cop walks straight up to Connor and in the middle of this scene, which had no real apparent reason for this happening, but the cop walks straight up to him and goes, oh, you're Connor. You saved my life, man. And he's like, I did? Sorry, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's like on the roof with the fucking blow up. Yeah. Blah. And, and Connor's like, no, I think you're thinking of someone else or you've got me confused or something like that. And the guy's like, yeah. oh, I just Which really wanted to say that I was kind of really, you know, thankful and, you know, you saved my life and all this kind of stuff. It just seemed really hollow and like there was no yeah, fucking was reason for that to happen.
0: Connor's um, response was really fucking weird to me. Yeah, like, he has a fucking memory. He knows. He's got a computer memory, so he can fucking yeah. remember everything. That's What right. possible reason is there for him saying, no, I don't remember that?
1: Yeah, it was bizarre. And you didn't even really have an option in that conversation.
0: Yeah, which exactly. Which doesn't
1: happen that many times, but it, you know, when it does, you're kind of like, why don't I have the ability to make a choice here or to do something here? yeah Um,
0: and there's a couple of moments where that happens where it like pauses for a second you think oh this is gonna give me a choice and then the character just makes a decision mm. and um and you're like well surely this would play out differently if you made a different choice here so why wasn't i given that choice but um that yeah that cop that you save um depending on your choices i guess it changes everything but he fucking lived and then died literally like five minutes later. Yeah, he did, didn't he? In my playthrough. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man. Because he's, doesn't he say, like, you know, you saved me and I could go home to my wife or something like that? Like, yeah, I have yeah, a family. Like yeah. And so you're like, you go, oh, yeah, sweet. So, like, even though Connor's being a dick about it, I remember and I'm grateful that you're alive. Mm. And then, like, a minute later, he's dead, and you're like, "Fuck, man! <laughs> Give me the fucking you take like stringing me along, you bastards!" But um,
1: maybe that was the only reason for it, because yeah. in mine he didn't. In mine, no one died in that scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it plays out differently. Which, like I said, that's the the meat of it. Um, the quick time events. Obviously, everything you do in the game is quick time events, like heavy yeah. rain. Um, some of them are really finicky. Mm. Like they don't quite, I don't know if it's my controller, but sometimes it's like press the right stick down and you have to have it at the exact right angle or the little arrow doesn't fill up and it doesn't do the move. And that's really fucking frustrating. And then just randomly, it'll be like, lift your controller up, you know, with the motion controls or tip it sideways and shit like that. That's just, I don't know. It just seemed superfluous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I had that a lot, where not the the miss hits or anything, but it it tries to utilize the entire controller for some reason, like swiping and shit like that as yeah, well. Swiping it, the it touchpad didn't make a lot of sense to me sometimes. Like, and the amount of times I actually fucked up because it'll say like hold down L two and then another one will pop up and it'll be like press X and then. You and know, another one will pop up, up and or say, something. yeah. And you go, okay, so I've pressed this and I've pressed... And then you go, oh, fuck, I've got to hold it down. So you hold it down and the next one's just a press and then the next one's, like, just a swipe of the, you know, the the yeah. pad or something. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, it, it could have been made a lot easier, but at the same time I kind of understood it because I realised that if they'd done just, like, with a lot of other games yeah. where it's only it just becomes press pressing square. x yeah. yeah exactly then you're just sitting there pressing the same button doing the same shit over and over again yeah. with this it did actually utilize it the-
0: but i could have done without the touchpad shit yeah because it just felt stupid and yeah like you said a lot of the time you'd go to do something and then fuck it up and it's no fault of your own it's just because of you know these stupid fucking choices you need to make
1: it's almost like yeah bad uh bad directions so whatever
0: yeah the, i think the controls are probably one of the weaker points as well as um not maybe as much choice as i would have liked even though i thought it was really good my favorite thing like i said is definitely the sort of glimpse into our possible future with this artificial mm. intelligence and the way that like, some of it's a bit ham-fisted, like, oh, you know, they're oppressed and the oppression really has a lot of parallels with African-American oppression in the past and shit like that, which makes yeah. it feel kind of, like, makes your eyes roll, you know? Mm-hmm. There's certain yeah. elements where you're just like, fuck, man, like, you can be more subtle than that. Yeah. Um, And there's so many moments that are subtle in the game and then they have these moments where it just, like, shoves in your face you know, that you, you know, there's this oppression going on. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, moments that are really over the top, but they they serve a purpose to show that, like, this shit's happening to these people, these androids. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, man, what are your odds <laughs> of running exactly. into, like, six over-the-top oppression fucking moments in a row. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, you know. But I mean, it, the the one thing that I found kind of a bit shitty about the the whole storyline, like everything about it, fell down for me in this regard. Um, yep. The androids only cost eight grand. Some of them, yeah, and you like is
0: pretty fucking cheap.
1: Oh my god, how fuck yeah, like and you can get them on forty eight months interest free. Yeah, I 48 months
0: interest-free so it's like 40 bucks a week for four yeah. years and you own someone that can fucking do literally everything in your house
1: unbelievable isn't it and and you think wow like the the technology that goes into these things because graphically this game looks fucking superb
0: yeah it's definitely well done like
1: there was a lot of times where i was just stopped and i was like wow that's actually really fucking beautiful Um, yeah some amazing parts of the game even even the loading screen to me was like wow that's cool it's just an android that's that's there and it's just the face and she's talking to you and giving you options and i felt um, that
0: she was real creepy like every time she stopped talking her mouth hung open for like two seconds and then she'd (laughs) shut it and <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what it was because I was like, fuck, man, that makes me real uncomfortable. And then I noticed she'd talk and then her mouth would just hang open you like for a second. Mouth. And then she would just close her mouth yeah. and then she would talk again and hang her mouth open for a minute. And it just didn't look natural. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like graphically, it was pretty fucking impressive.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought I it was kind like of funny that. as well. At one stage, I don't know if you got this, but they actually asked me to do a survey. It yeah, might have been like yeah, about halfway through. Yeah, I'd gone back in, and it's like, hey, before you go, are you sure you really want to, re- you know, continue playing? I'd really like to just ask you a couple of questions first. Yeah. It's like
0: holy oh, fuck! Like, I thought that was, that was very cool.
1: Yeah, I did too. And they were all kind of, you know, would you have a relationship with a a um, android? Would you, you know, allow androids to look after your kids and you know all that kind of shit? So they were very game orientated questions, but they yeah. even gave you. The consensus of the the world, like how everyone yeah exactly
0: the same as the flow charts. It told you yeah. what percentage of people answered which way, and um, I thought that was really interesting. And it definitely added to that whole feeling of like this is a conversation that we kind of start to need to be having anyway.
1: Yeah, because
0: with things like that, Google um, that new Google technology that can call and make appointments for you and whatnot. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, it sounds a lot like a human. Yep. Like a lot like a human. And so we're kind of careening towards this. Like maybe we're still a bit of a far distance away from artificial intelligence and having them have their own emotions and shit like that. But it's definitely worth talking about. And this game, I think, definitely gets the the right questions in your mind.
1: Yeah, I do agree. It's definitely worth a playthrough. For me, I mean, I, I'm glad that I, I did play it. Yeah. It is very much like a extremely long and drawn-out movie. To me, that's how it really played out because yeah. your interactions with the game are you know, fairly limiting. Um, there's not a hell of a lot of moments where you get your heart rate up um, You know, from the actual interaction with the game. The story can a little yeah. bit but the interaction with the game leaves you a little bit on the outer. Um, But I'm I'm glad I played through it because it is a very good story. Yeah,
0: definitely. And the voice acting is supreme.
1: Yeah, it is. Like I think
0: all of the character performances were exceptional. Um, I think the writing of the game in general was quite good. There were some moments where I, you know, like I said, there's some moments where you roll your eyes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in general, I think it's a game that you really need to play.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, it,
0: and it's, like I said, it's only eight to ten hours. I mean, if you kill Kara
1: really early on, it's probably
0: even shorter. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's true. For me, I'd, I'd definitely give it, uh, are we going to scores yet? Um,
0: well, I was just going to say... Um, in terms of replayability, I started playing through a second playthrough
1: mm-hmm. and I,
0: I don't know if it's because I did, like I kind of rushed through that first chapter because the first chapter of the game is the demo yeah. where you were the cop trying to stop the hostage situation. So I kind of rushed through that because I'd already played through it four or five times in mm-hmm. the demo. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit later on, there's a, there's some other stuff that you do and they're the kind of chapters that are real short or sorry, real linear with mm-hmm. not many choices. Yeah. And I just felt like I wish there was a skip button for cutscenes. Yeah. For some of those where I'm like, fuck, I've done this already. You're just wasting my time right now. I don't I know what the fuck they're saying. Exactly. Let's just move on. I want to make the next choices.
1: Where most games do give you that. You can sit there and watch or you can Yeah, skip.
0: and I think that's a, a little bit of a barrier to replayability. Like if you want to fully experience a story and Sure, later on in the story, once you've made some choices that have changed the game, then you won't want to skip. But mm. in that early stage where it's all shit that is pretty linear while it's introducing the characters, it's like, you know, how many times do I have to clean this fucking house with Kara?
1: Yeah. Or, well, know, that, that, was like the, that. that actually, to me, pissed me off straight away. Um, you, you know, as you Kara, you walk into the house and then you have to go and fucking wash the dishes. And it's not hard, like you just swipe a couple of times and it's done, but you're standing there thinking, oh, fuck off. I don't want to play real life. You know, this is like the boring part of The Sims. Yeah, I think
0: it um, definitely... I actually don't mind that in the game because I think it definitely is important to setting the tone of where androids sit in society. Yeah. Um yeah,
1: it's probably true. even
0: though it's like pretty dull to do it. But you get through it pretty quick.
1: It's like cleaning your teeth. In their other game where you had to get up in the morning and go clean your uh, teeth. Oh yeah. Heavy rain. In heavy rain, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: so yeah, um what what do you reckon for a score?
1: Um, I I'd probably give it a very solid four, if not four and a half.
0: Yeah, I think four. Yeah. I think four. I think um if it had, I guess, more choice, but also less of those heavy-handed moments and the controls, if the controls were a little bit more fine-tuned. Yeah. um, Or maybe less fine-tuned, like if they were a little bit more open to not quite doing the motion exactly correctly, Mm -hmm. that might make it more fun to play and less uh, unforgiving. But um, I guess, like, do you have closing comments about it, like a summary or something?
1: Uh, I guess I'd, I'd just say you know it's a definite playthrough. Um, it, it's kind of the kind of game that I don't know if I'll ever go back to now that I know the storyline, though. Um, yeah. And you know, as you said, it would be nice if uh, you could kind of quickly go through some of those other chapters mm-hmm. to get different storylines. But then you do literally have to play the entire game to get a different outcome. And yeah. I. I can't see myself wanting to ever play this for another 10 or 15 hours. Yeah. Um, I've very much enjoyed it though.
0: Yeah. I haven't gone too deep into the actual chapter replayability because some of the stuff, like I think unless it lets you make a batch of choices before you start, I think it bases it off your last playthrough.
1: Okay. So
0: the chapter, if you select a chapter, it will be as though, you've just jumped into the game after all of the choices you made up to that point. Yeah. So I think the game probably serves, I think it would be good to do it like probably two playthroughs because of those polar opposite choices in some of the chapters um, mm. that are like clearly completely changed the story. Yeah. Um. I, I think two playthroughs is probably a good amount and then, Chapter replay ability, if you wanted to, but um, yeah, I guess that depends on because I've already started my second playthrough, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, fuck if if it's basing my replay, like chapter select off of this playthrough, that'll really annoy me. Yeah, because I'm planning on making choices that I didn't make in the last exactly. one, and it's gonna it's gonna play out differently, and there's gonna be a very different replayability of the chapters if i do it this way so mm. i think that's probably a little bit disappointing if you can't but the only way i could see them doing that is if they let you they go like oh did this person live did you choose yeah, to do right. this and how Which far I don't, into
1: it do they want to go
0: yeah and i think that's probably um not a great way to do chapter select anyway
1: mm. like it
0: really opens it up but at the same time it it takes away the a certain something out of it but yeah, yeah for me um Four out of five, um, yeah, I think it's one of those games that you really should be experienced because it's. Uh, there's nothing else like it. Mm. There's really nothing else like it. It's very similar to Heavy Rain, but it's on a whole nother level to yeah. that game. Um, it's very thought-provoking, like I said, and um, yeah, the characters, the voice acting, it's all superb. So Yeah, yeah.
1: graphically pretty superb as well.
0: Yeah, so four out of five. That's uh, Detroit become human. So that's done. And now next week we're going to do a third podcast in three weeks for the first time ever. I think. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, And it's going to be actually
1: have been recorded and gone live. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it's going to be our E3 predictions, and then two weeks after that is E3. So we will do our E3 predictions on the next one, and then E3. Were we right? Let's find out. That's right. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah, and I hope uh, if anyone's also played Detroit that they uh, found something nice and good out of it that they can share with us too. Would be good? Yeah. Let us know your thoughts.
0: And feel free to play it with other people watching as well because you can really have some good conversations with people based on the content of this game as you're playing through.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I had that in my house
0: a few times. I definitely encourage that. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, enjoy yourselves. See ya.